Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. So, Johnny. Thank you for having me, guys. No, thanks, thanks for so joining. <laughs> um, so, we've obviously, you know, watched lots of YouTube videos and done all the research we possibly can. Um, Jump down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so I guess just quite interesting to hear how you got into it. I mean, you know, it's not probably the most conventional of career paths. I think, you know, like anything, anyone that's working in any sort of field of self-development, uh, I think you'll find the first their first project should have been themselves. And that was certainly, you know, that's certainly a big part of my story. Like, I came from a place... Uh, where I was just frustrated with the sort of um, opportunities that were around me, my lack of knowledge and intuition, um, my social circle. They they didn't really sort of have an ambition to get themselves out of the pattern of going to vodka revolutions every day. <laughs> <laughs> you, know. <What's> <laughs> um, you know, so... For me, yeah, rightly said, as you said in the intro, the you know the book, the game was something that was uh, did make me very aware of the patterns that do exist in in the way we interact as humans. Mm-hmm. And you know, if we were doing this podcast, you know, some years ago, maybe you know, six or seven years ago, I would have told you yes, it was Neil Strauss's book that got me into this, but. When you really do start embarking on a journey and you really understand, you know, what influences us, uh, what steers us in a certain direction, what things earlier on in our life have an effect later on in our life, it actually goes back to the root issue being that I was actually bullied by girls at school. Right, okay. So, and that was something that, you know, I completely... You know, was not you know wasn't at the forefront of my mind. It was way back then. I completely forgot about this. And when I came to realize, I was like, wow, this is this has obviously had an effect in my life because, um, you know, being bullied by girls, I was I was harboring this limited belief at a younger age that okay, girls don't like me, right? There's always going to be that conversation you have with your your parents. Oh, you know, you you'll meet someone one day. You know, it just yeah, seems yeah, so yeah. sort of like you know Disney. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And um, you know my you know my real life experience w- was not in line with what I was being told at home. I was actually having negative experiences with girls at school. Um, I remember being late for a maths class. You know, this was compounding on my limited belief. And for being late for a maths class, I had to go and sit on the table full of girls. Right. right. And again, I just remember walking out that like just being. Just Name, you know, I was a young guy, you know, yeah, so you take yeah, everything yeah. like so personal. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, shit, like, girls don't like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six years old or something. And anyway, so that was that. And then I went to an all boys school for five years. So I didn't really have an opportunity there to sort of mix with any girls. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, there are like, you know, little things that happen outside of school and stuff, but. I just kept myself to myself. Mm. I wasn't really interested in integrating too too much. Um, I was too busy running around, running around of a camera, throwing myself in bushes, thinking I was going to jackass. <laughs> you, know, really, like, yeah. like, you know, that was kind of what I was doing. That's in your life. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, and so it was five years there, and I actually went to study motorsport engineering for four years. So again, 
<laughs> this is going to be no girl yeah. 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 yeah perfect <laughs> so yeah that's really that's the that's the trajectory of mm-hmm. like re- as, as far back as I can you know go back in my head it's okay that is you know from early school life you know to growing up and these are the things the limited beliefs that I was carrying earlier on in life I actually do have um, I don't talk about this much but I actually do have uh, a deformity in my chest which is called mm-hmm. pectus ex- excavatus. So that hit my confidence when I was younger mm-hmm. also. You're in the changing rooms. Um, you know, I just look different. You know, yeah. it'd be jokes mm-hmm. like, oh, why have you got a dip in your chest? Oh, I fell off my bike and my hand up. You know, just make yeah. up some bullshit. And, you know, but later on in life, you know, that doesn't really affect me now. But um, that certainly did when I was younger. So there's, you know, there's all these little things yeah. mm-hmm. in childhood that really do play a part and then yeah, steer yeah. you in the direction where you're going in life later yeah. on. Um, you know, and of course, I've, you know, I've gone on to, I went on to teach my friends. Um, when I started learning about this stuff, I thought, wow, mm-hmm. this is amazing. This isn't just about meeting women. No, this no. is about how you are with people. Yeah. And if you get good with people, you, know, you effectively become a master at building relationships, what can you not do with with that power? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. So I was going to say, one of my friends actually, when we talked about the book The Game, uh, I don't want to keep going on about it because I know yeah. there's more to it than that, but he was like, you know, it's not people think it's a book about dating and, and, and sex and that kind of stuff, but he was like, it's a sales book really, it's about, oh, yeah. it's about selling yourself and building relationships and that kind of thing, and that, that really like triggered me. Absolutely. I mean, a good salesperson is not doesn't call themselves a salesperson. Mm. Yeah, you know, they're a relationship manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, no. the moment you put that label on yourself is the moment you're giving yourself an obstacle. Yeah, Was there anything in particular that just sort of triggered that moment? Like, right? Was it that you came hadn't come across you know the game, or was mm. there anything in particular that you thought I need to change something here? Well, I think you know it's that the social circle that you just kind of fall into. Yeah. Like, you, know, you have no control of it. It's just like social circle. Oh, it's of convenience, <coughs> effectively. Like you go to school, you're in the same classes. You, uh, you know, you kind of just bundle together, and you just kind of go through life, and then you just always with these people. So you have friends of convenience, and then you have friends of value. So I started thinking, okay, well, these are obviously my friends of convenience, and I do love them to bits, but maybe I should position them in a different area of my life because they're not adding value to this area of my life right yeah. now. So. I started being um, a bit savvy with it. I looked around and I thought, who could I actually share my, my knowledge with? You know, as I was starting to learn, I was going out just splintering away from the groups, just trying little things out, mm. seeing that women were responding differently. I thought, Jesus, like this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to teach this, uh, a friend of mine who's part of the indie scene. And I was more like commercial, like clubs and yeah, RB, yeah, yeah. that sort of I was like, well, that would be really interesting because every week what we can do, we can just do some sort of crossover mm. and introduce like each other to different crowds that we'd never normally have access to. And it was amazing. We went out for two years and um, you know he got a girlfriend at the end of it and I was like, you fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but then at that point, I came to realise it was like, um, you know, that we're all in this for different reasons. Some mm. of us may... You know, really want to build a lifestyle out of this. Mm. Some of us just want, you know, to <clears throat> develop themselves so they've got the ability to meet someone that's in the line of their values, and then settle down after mm-hmm. a couple of months. You know, and you know, and there's so many reasons and so many wants and needs that people. And I, as for the first time, I thought, okay, what do I want from this? Because up until that point, it was just like, I just want to understand human behaviour. 
a lot better than what I already do, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, so, yeah, that he was one of the first guys I taught. And uh, there was another guy after that for another year. I took him out. Uh, I think he was just fed up with it. Fed up with my persistence. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Johnny, I've got a girlfriend. Yeah, just exist. And and just in terms of like family and friends, then I mean, what like what would you tell your parent? What would you say to your parents? I mean, this is my job now. Or this is what I do for a little. Well, it's very funny. So, you know, so when I first started, I was working for my family business that's actually involved in the welding industry. Okay, so they, my father is, um, you know, so electrical engineer by trade and you know it's got a business and I worked in there and I was using actually a lot of the skills that I've learned uh, in this stuff in that business to open up a lot more accounts for them so I was okay, going yeah, on I was yeah. going on like industrial states knocking on every single door and just like uh, I always had loads of accounts but the way my, my father built the business he built it with him inside it and it was just like it hit the ceiling of what we could do yeah. it was very <clears> frustrating um, but you know, at, at the early days, it was like I was juggling that business with kind of this, and I kind of got to a point where I just had to kind of uh, jump ship at one point. Yeah. And when, you know, I was really working like a dog. I was doing like, you know, I was working. I was, bur- yeah, I was burning the midnight oil. I was, I was yeah, going, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. I, I remember just being absolutely exhausted back at work, and I, was, and, um, I, I go, uh, you know, I've really got to, I've really got to give this a go. You know, mm-hmm. and it was a time where I've got to jump ship. You know, pretty much what you guys are discussing when yeah. you said about the recruitment stuff and in this. Mm. And I, so that's why I could, when you were saying it earlier, I could relate. And, uh, you know, it was very emotional for me because it was the first time that I really had that kind of em- uh, embrace my father and I, I just I just fucking started crying. Because, like, he's my father, he's built this family business, his legacy, he wants to pass it on. And I'm taking a risk here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying, well, no, I'm going to, if I don't do this, I'm going to go on begrudging you for the rest of my life. That's going to affect our relationship effectively. Why, why, yeah. um, but, and he turned around, he was like, well, I can see you're, you're doing something with this. And I, go you, you go for it. Yeah. But at the beginning, when yeah. I started, I sold him. I was like, I'm doing this dating coaching thing. He's like, fuck's that? It's pie <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> right? So it was really yeah. warming yeah. to like, and I would say, because you, know, you mentioned that you have, you your audience is interested in um, business and maybe startups and stuff mm. like that. Mm. I would say that there's a lot of people people that say you have this idea of you or what you can or cannot do, but what's that idea based on? You know, you have to give yeah. them evidence for them to give them a bit more perspective, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? And that's definitely what happened with me, my, me and my father. Yeah. And I would say my relationship with my family improved tenfold after that. Really? Oh, wow. Because we don't go home, we're not we're not talking about invoices and yeah, yeah, yeah. Business. we're That's talking about life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it's got depth to it. And do you do you feel that actually it would have perhaps been different if you had gone in I mean to be honest I would have been in a similar situation, you know, if I hadn't gone off and done what I've done, you know, I would have been probably working for my dad and chances are we probably wouldn't have necessarily the relationship that we do now. You know, yeah. we'd have argued, we'd have probably disagreed on everything, we'd have spent every day with each other. I mean do you feel that that's almost probably you know, benefited the relationship with you and your dad, or do you feel that if you were working together, it would have? If he was working in my business, no. If you were, sorry, if you were still working for him, if I was still working with him, I mean, it, it, it depends on. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of factors. I mean, it's it's very. I think it's very difficult to 
show someone the way that things are moving <clears throat> in the world. Yeah. For example, like marketing, right? I was driving around in when I was doing the, the field sales. Yeah. I was driving around in, in a van with no signage on it for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, like this, makes what, sense. this is a free yeah. advert. Why haven't we done this yet? And it's <coughs> little things like that that just like, come on. Yeah, yeah. You know, but that's, but it's different. You know, it's it's they're not coming from that mindset, and you really just, I think, you really just have to just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, rather yeah. than just sort of ask permission all the time. Yeah, fucking do it. So and it's you know it's, I think you know it's it's it, family business is, is interesting to me. It's obviously. There's um there's a few conflicts that go on, but I mean I've I, I I've got nothing but gratitude and, and and thanks for my father. I think it was I learned so much about business, um, you know, being around that, you know, at such Role a young age. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, just just stuff. I think you just don't learn at university or college. You know, if you're just around the, in the office and you're seeing disputes going on, you're seeing invoices, you're seeing like yeah. all the systems in place. Like the conversations I've had with people that are in bit, they're in business, they're just starting out. Like they don't get all this stuff, yeah, 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 because they've never done it. You yeah. know, so yeah. it's um, yeah, it's a very valuable experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. In terms of personal relationships and stuff like that, I mean, yeah. has it had much of an impact on you? I mean, you know, do people come up to you and think, oh, God, like, you know, this guy's a professional like, dating coach. Pick yeah, well, I think, I think that the irony of it is this. I'm a difficult person to date, right? <laughs> if you type in my name, you're like, what the fuck is this guy all about? <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Like, no one's going to have the problems that I have, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm recently single, right. and... I've just went on all these dating apps and you know, I've realized I had to actually remove my Instagram connection on it yeah. because everyone's like, Oh what? Like, yeah. Yeah. Are you pitching business yeah. or what's yeah. going on here? And, I was, yeah. and it's, it's little things like this, like people don't have problems with and, um, it, and I have to, I'm, for me to be with someone, I'm looking for something very niche. They have mm. to understand people. They, you know, they have to be emotionally secure of themselves. A lot of my work involves like me being in social scenarios. Yeah. You know, a lot of the time speaking to women. You know, mm -hmm. um, I'm the safest person to date because I don't have that itch that needs a scratch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I've done all that. <laughs> I guess we actually discussed this before. We were talking about that. Yeah, it's interesting. I think definitely. I just want to like have yeah. an easy life, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, obviously. Going back into sort of the dating world, then I mean, mm. I mean, how I like is how that? it's done. I, I like talking about the business. Yeah, different. In terms of, like the dating side of it, then I mean, obviously it's all very new and raw to you. I mean, is it different being on the other side of it? You know, it being you rather than you having to teach someone or being being single again. You yeah, mean? yeah, and actually going out and date for yourself. I mean. <laughs> it, it's interesting it, it's an interesting landscape um, you know I mean when you come out of a relationship I feel that the emotions are so raw and so fresh that you you kind of go into a state where you're trying to replace 
the intimacy that's lost. Mm. And, um, you know, you, maybe you're that guy that's just flicking through, you know, on the Tinder, on the toilet seat. But, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't, buddy. You've been two hours in there. You know, so th- th- that's funny. But um, I think you just got to, I think you need, when you come out of a relationship, you need time to just get yourself back to where you were, you know, and you need to actually not try to rush back into a relationship, try to replace that something that's mm-hmm. uh, missing. But actually, the relationship you need to focus on fixing is the one you have of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like me, my lifestyle has completely changed recently. And it's it's been amazing. Like, I've you know, I was saying to Ava, and she just laughed at me. But I was saying that um, <laughs> I was like, that I drink loads of water now, and I feel great, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, uh, but like, it's a personal trainer's like biggest secret. You know, when you go to a personal trainer, like, oh, I drink so many bottles of water a day, yeah, and like, you do feel amazing. And I was getting this thing like I was getting like puffy cheeks, and I was getting a bit of like, a pouch here, yeah, yeah. And I was like, why am I getting this? You know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm mm. you know. It's because I wasn't hydrating myself. So I read up on this water retention thing. You, you retain water in certain parts of your body and it makes you look unhealthy. I was like, well, that's what I was having. So now I feel really good. Yeah. Um, I'm, going, I'm at the gym every day, yeah, yeah. you know, and <clears throat> I'm reaching back out to a lot of friends that I've just been out of touch with, you know, and also looking in other areas of my life in terms of, you know, just reconnecting with yourself. I did a great interview with uh, Tony J. Salimi, uh, recently, and and one of his quotes that I really liked was, you know, you got to see your your body like a, a vehicle. Like you know, if you got a car, you check that in for an MOT once a year. Yeah. We also need to do that with ourselves. Yeah. yeah we just yeah. don't. Tend, sometimes no, don't tend to no. do that. And then, you know, when you're in a relationship, you the time just flies <coughs> by, and you're not yeah. really thinking about yourself. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, it's. I say now is the time to be, uh, you know, repairing a relationship with yourself and. Um, you know, there's no, there's no reason to quickly replace that intimacy. Like, it's out there. Like, people are yeah. out there. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I've, I've been keeping it a bit quiet because we, we'd love to talk to you about dating and that's kind of uh, something I'm in, involved in at the moment. Peter's in a, a relationship. So, um, but yeah, I'd be fascinated to hear from, from your perspective um, some of the things that we've kind of discussed before. So, um, I think I might have mentioned to you when I emailed you that, you know, I read the game about... Uh, <coughs> six, seven years ago, or something like that, and it was it was a really, really interesting read, um, and I'm de- I am definitely happy I read it. But at sometimes I do question whether or not it was also <coughs> the worst thing I did because for me, the game made me become very overtly tactical in terms of how I approached women, to the extent that um, my my objective was I must make this person like me at all costs, and sometimes. I actually forgot to enjoy the encounter myself. So maybe it was quite hard to develop a genuine connection because mentally I was kind of up here with like a helicopter view down on myself, analysing every interaction, body language, overthinking everything I'd said and that kind of stuff. Um, so I think an awareness of, of tactics and stuff is, is, is probably, or you know, methodologies that help with seduction is probably it's good to have that awareness. But I think... For me, I probably took it so far that I was really overanalyzing everything, um, and maybe I wasn't being myself and wasn't being authentic. What was your kind of view? I on think that? I think um, it's a really great question. I think 
in a distance, this, this, this doesn't have to be about dating, but I just think when you're trying to learn something completely fresh and new, I think we tend to analyze absolutely everything we're doing because mm-hmm. we just want it to be right. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a stage, there's going to be uh, you know, a certain amount of time where f- you know, no one's natural, right? No one's a natural uh, uh, meeting women, right? They had these influences or something around them somewhere. They just probably were not aware of it, right? And they've took it all in and then they've learned the habits and they've adopted the habits. Um, and there's different forms of, you know, uh, why we're reading books like that because we didn't have the influence, mm. right? So we're trying to like program our minds to get it so it then becomes natural. It becomes a habit. Mm. So I feel like maybe at, at that stage where you were reading and you were overanalyzing everything, like everything was so raw. So of course everything's going to be, everything's like a jungle, right? <laughs> you like, whoa, whoa, this, this, that. Never. And, you know, for, for a good part of my life, yeah, I was measuring everything. Mm. You know, I would go out and it wasn't about, I want to really put this out there, it wasn't about going out and getting laid. Mm. You know, I mean, that was the byproduct of having a great conversation with someone, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the, the goal. In fact, I would, go, I would go as far as to say, every time that me and my friends would say, right, we're going out to get laid tonight, <coughs> we'd never get laid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put so much That's pressure so on true. yourself. You're like, okay, well, um, right, right, let's go and talk to me. But you don't do anything. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We'll just go out for a cigarette and come back. Oh, okay, yeah. she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's... So, yes, you do have to analyse everything at the early stages. You have to... It's... You know, it's like an example. Maybe you want to try out uh, approaching a group of people. So you have this idea or something you've read or a format or something. You go over there and you, you run that template and you just see how people respond. The most important thing that you do is you get that, you get that experience and you ask yourself three questions. What did I do? What went well? And what will I do better next time? Mm. Right? And so you're constantly, you know, positively <coughs> critiquing yourself. You're never putting yourself down. And also, to understand why it worked, mm-hmm. right? Because then you can go, okay, and you can understand the principle behind it to then come up with your own kind of thing based on that ideology and something that's a bit more congruent to your character rather than something you just read out of a book. Like, I don't give my students stuff to say because that's not congruent with them. I give them the mechanisms, you know, the psychological yeah. mechanism wow. as to why this would work, why someone would respond to that. And from that, you know, we then workshop, you know, language that is more congruent to them. So look, the, the game's always had a lot of uh, critique and, you know, journalists always attack it by pulling out that thing, like the neg or something like that. Mm. That's all that's. But that's, <laughs> that itself is being completely taken out of context. Yeah. People tease each other all the time. Yeah. You know, like saying like, oh, why are you wearing that jumper? Did your boyfriend get it for you? <laughs> like something like that, do you know what I mean? Like that's a, like, real, like I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tease, do you yeah, see? Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that, that's, that's fun and that's playful. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We all do that. Yeah. So, you know, it has been sensationalized in the media um, a lot. I think for me, it was a stepping stone to a, a whole bigger world, uh, I think what needs to be addressed is helping guys and girls knowing what they want in detail and giving them direction. I felt that that book didn't give people direction, it just gave them the ability to get excited, get up, and 
start meeting people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I think that book uh, did do. Uh, it did bring a lot to the surface of the dark side as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk uh, mystery was uh, you know, going through depression yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Like that's very real. You know, it's a reminder of like you know we're all humans at the end of the day. You know, and um, you know I think when you have too much of anything, it can come back and eat you. Yeah. I mean, when I was going through a stage of meeting a lot of women, having a lot of experiences, you know. Uh, I remember seeing like twelve girls at, at once, right? And every, you know, your, your mates were like, "Wow, you're living, you're yeah, Jack yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're <laughs> like, "No, man, I'm yeah. losing hair over this." Like, it gives you anxiety, and you just feel morally wrong. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, you know, that's something you have to really, you know, you don't want that. Yeah, you really don't want that. It, it's you got too many people's emotions on the table, and it's it's not fun. Just keep it simple. And and you, I think the great thing about you know wanting to develop this area of your life, getting good with people, is you really can experience whatever you want. But just be careful. Yeah. Be, be careful and, and, and um, you know, listen to the people around you and who it's affected. I think, I think it's quite interesting you say that as well, actually, because I think, you know, when you are single, it's kind of, there's this whole, you know, oh, who, you know who you speak to your friends to, you know, who you speak to at the moment, you know, Oh yeah, you know, I've got a few on the go, and I'm speaking to. Se- and it's almost like trying to. to yeah, I've got like five, ten girls on the go. I'm texting loads of girls, and and actually, like you say, you get into a position where you're like, oh god, yeah. like I need to text them all back. I need to this. You need to put a spreadsheet. Back. Yeah, <laughs> you just lose. I don't think I've ever had that. Before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, but I think I mean it goes on. Like, we were talking about like this whole lad culture. Yeah. Like. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, lad culture is just quite an interesting thing because people kind of think that you've got to be a lad, bull girls, and that kind of stuff. But I mean, you know, it can be really damaging to that as well. You know, when I was younger, if you wanted to go out on the pool while at uni, it was like for me personally, I was like, right, well, I've got to get absolutely wasted oh, yeah. so that I've actually <coughs> lose my inhibitions for five seconds and potentially talk to a girl. But inevitably, it would probably just be me hammered on the dance floor, like grabbing a random girl, or like staring at someone for like 10 minutes, freaking them out while I'm like, should I go and chat to her? Uh, I'll go in a minute. I might go to the toilet first, then yeah, I'll come yeah. back. You know, like what you yeah. were saying earlier. So like, what, what's your S- kind of... Some other sober guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like, what's your view on this whole lad thing and, and the damage it can have on dating and relationships and that kind of stuff? I mean, it depends how, I mean, look, go out and have a good time, by all means. And also, it depends you know, how, how young you are. If you're a young guy, go out and have fun with your friends. You know, yeah. for me, you know, when I was like 18 and 19, like, I was like, I really want to meet women. I actually want to meet girls. And like I said earlier, the thing that was holding me back was that culture of just going out to that same place <clears> week <throat> in, week out, just hiding behind, you know, that pint, yeah, that pint drink, glass all night, you know, or you know, going and watch your mates band perform and then like hanging around with them, like at, at the end of it, you know, just buddying around, like fuck that, yeah, yeah. Like, that's like right. no, it's you really got to like. There was a point in my life where I remember like, Facebook just came out, so <laughs> it just came out, and I was, I was noticing there was a few girls that I met in my local town. That, and I was following on Facebook and I was seeing the sort of places they were going to, you know, and some like maybe it was Windsor and um you know, and it's some some nice places in Mayfair. And what I was seeing, I was like seeing like uh, tables with a couple of cool looking dudes and uh, you know, like fifty women, like beautiful women around. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Jesus. And that, I was like, this is, I mean, the marketing worked. You know, I was yeah. like, this I can, I can relate to. Like, this is where I want to be spending my time. And that's something I say a lot, like, always get a good return on your time. So I put it to my friends. I said, listen, guys, um, I think we should just try one of these nights out. What do you think? And they're like, why do you want to do that? And we can just go to the Oakford every weekend. Like, no, that's exactly why yeah. Yeah, I want to go. So <clears throat> when I made that decision and started taking responsibility for my time as opposed to let other people choose you know, how I'm spending my time, I decided to become you know, the shepherd almost yeah. right, rather than the sheep. And I actually started doing this on my own. She started went out and just just like going to these places on my own, and um, years later, they realised like, oh, that's what you were doing, and that's what you were building, and that's why you know all the people that you know now because you took yourself out of the comfort zone and put yourself out there. So you would just turn up to bars and well, I I just I just sort of leveraged a sort of like a contact that I had, Mm. like. No matter how big or small it was, yeah, at the time it was very small in London. I actually mm-hmm. met a guy that was, um, you know, in the nightlife scene, and um, you know, he introduced me to sort of his network. And I thought, well, how can I add value? Because I'm all about that. I'm never like just taking stuff from people. I think always think, how can I add value to people? Um, you know, just just start a good relationship with someone. You know. Yeah. So I thought, what does he need? We need we need women. These girls are going to the clubs. I've decided, like, messaging sort of girls that I knew. I was like, I'll take them to these clubs. And, you know, a friendship was born. And I extended on that network that was there. And it just went bang. And um, just kind of uh, opened doors left, right, and center for me. Um, But you've really just got to get out of that comfort zone. Because people don't see your vision, you know? Like, people don't know what's in your head. You know, when that's, like I said earlier, it can be your family or it could be your close friends. You know, people tend to be by default very negative. Yeah. You know? And, and to be honest with you, I think that goes on to, you know, when we look at the main thing that probably prevents us from achieving most things, and it, like nerves and not thinking that you've got like, the ability or the social skills or whatever to do it. So, I mean, things like nerves, I mean, do you ever get nervous? I mean, do you ever... You mean excitement? Because yeah. if you think about when, when if you think about that word, because I'm very big on language, right? And, yeah. And NLP and this sort of stuff. So, you know, when we when we when we use, if you think about nerves, where do you feel this feeling in your body when you get nervous? in your stomach? In your stomach, yeah, yeah. right? And what what color would it be if you had to describe it? Nerves, uh, like yellow. I don't know. Oh uh, well, my! Uh, gosh, a really good that's question. A deep question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a live know. workshop going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's amazing. Uh, like a grey or I don't know. Okay, well maybe yours is a red then, right? Yours is a red. Mine would be like a blue or something, I think. Uh, okay, so flip it like to, I don't know, white. Yeah, okay? okay, yeah. So from now on, when you have this event in front of you, right, that happens, Yeah. and you feel that certain feeling in your body, now you don't call it nerves, you don't call it fear, you don't call it anxiety, you call it excitement. Mm. Because if you start labelling it with, with something of a negative connotation, it puts you into retreat mode. But if you label it with something with a positive connotation, it allows you of your abilities. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's yeah. how I help rewire people's minds in terms of how they respond to a woman they find attractive. They go, oh, I'm really nervous. Go, you mean excited, right? Yeah. yeah. They go, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. That, I guess that's why we got to go. Because I, they, you know, they say when was the last time you did something you were really proud of? Yeah. What was the emotion you felt instantly before that moment? And often it is a combination of kind of nerves and excitement. You're absolutely right, but it's it yeah. is, it's the part that become comes before something. Yeah, well, it's, they, I think what we're describing is the anticipation of something. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we're describing mm-hmm. that that feeling in the gap of you know, before something happens, and that's that anticipation. So we just need to relabel that to something positive. Yeah, For me, yeah. it's excitement. I mean, I, I do a lot of, you know, mind work yeah. with my, my guys, and, um, you know, I, I have them think of it like a, a, they see something they like, it's like a, a trigger. I think, I, I say, look, when you think of trigger, what do you think of? And they go, gun. I go, exactly. So pull the fucking trigger when you see that, something that you know yeah. that you like. Mm. You know, like, because they think of bang, I think go. Yeah. You know, so it's all language is so important. Not just the, how we communicate outwardly, but how we communicate with ourselves inwardly up here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One go thing on. I was just keen to to understand from you as well. You earlier you talked about growing up in your family business and how being in that environment mm. helped you to then go up and set up your business because you were exposed to these kind of things and it was you know you were subconsciously absorbing that information. What, just from working with the clients you've worked with, and maybe from your own personal experience, what do you think, or what, what level of impact do you think uh, your upbringing and that kind of stuff has on your uh, ability to, your confidence to meet women in terms of you know, uh, having an older brother, potentially that could help having a bit of a role model or a father figure or something like that, versus not? Yeah, I think, well, like the thing I say, the things I can be thankful for for my father is, is the kind of business kind of mindset that I've uh, inherited, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but what I certainly haven't inherited is, you know, like, I never really, I've never really seen much of my father being very affectionate or much of a romancer. And that, for me, is my downfall. Like, that's something, like, the irony of me is I really struggle with romantic gestures and, mm. and romance because that's not something that I have reference of. You know, I don't have that. I'm, 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 I'm strong. I'm supportive. I'm, you know, caring. I help people. You know, build whatever, and I have all these other qualities. But one of my biggest downfalls is is the romance thing. Yeah. And it's funny if you go if you're talking about Strauss again. Like, yeah. I haven't read his recent book, but um, I know of a quote in that book where he says we have to. Uh, something along the lines of not repeat the sins of our our parents yeah. you know yeah. and if you think about you know being very grateful for what our parents gave us but then also you need to look at the deficiency of yeah. you know what what they didn't give us yeah, yeah. maybe you experienced uh, you know them having an extramarital affair maybe you uh, you know that you never see that romance gesture you never saw um, maybe your the, the your mother was a lot more alpha mm. than the father, so you didn't inherit that kind of you know, masculine quality from yeah, him. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting. I think it's a really good exercise to kind of spend a moment, think about these things, write them down, and then actively trying to develop those areas. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah I, th- I just think it's really, for me, it's quite relatable in terms of what you're saying because um, I've got two sisters and my mum. My dad wasn't involved in my upbringing, and I think for me... I've not seen like a, a a male role model be <clears throat> romantic or take the role of a you know a, the man you know in terms of 
you know, when you say women likes a guy who asserts or makes decisions, maybe or whatever. Yeah. And you've not seen that, and you know, my kind of relationship with women growing up was my family, and it's like a very different thing, you know. It's, it's so I, I've given that some thought recently, and I definitely think that, um, you know, I'm not saying that's you know. It's, it's uh, you can't overcome it or anything like that, but I definitely think it can have a bearing on the Absolutely. way you're approaching I mean, it. It's not like I'm not saying for one second like okay, blame the parents. Like it's yeah. not blame the parents. It's let's take responsibility mm. of, of ourselves and develop that. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, it's we can, we we can. You know, <laughs> just got just got to put yeah. in the work. That's yeah. it. So how much does it mean to you? Yeah. yeah. And in terms of, and in a lot of your videos, you talk about like the impact of demonstrating value. I mean, for someone that. Or you know, for Christian or you know, I or whatever. I mean, if you were to go on a date, I mean, is there anything that you would say? Are like, I mean, absolute things to avoid. I mean, yeah. I, think what I mean, I I love the fact that because I was going through the questions before I came in up, but I'm glad I'm glad that you've you put this on your on your list of things to ask me because a lot of people completely don't get this. They think mm. it's about oh yeah, I just bought this <coughs> like brand new Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the Rolex? Yeah. Oh, you know, like it's not that. That's yeah. not value. That's being a dick. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like you know, money doesn't talk like that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't that that's just not cool. Yeah. Like to be clear, like demonstrating higher value for me, and what I teach, is demonstrating your values, not materialistic bullshit. Yeah. You know, okay, like, yeah, yeah. it's about knowing that all, what your qualities, like, knowing what you're proud of, knowing, like, um, what you're looking for in someone and what, what really, you know, means something to you. <clears throat> so I could roll off, like, a handful right now in terms of what a lot of the guys look for in a woman. They're looking for someone that's, you know... Um, maybe well-traveled, open-minded, someone that's family-orientated, someone that is um, uh, opinionated and, and challenges, someone that is um, you know, maybe health, health and fitness-orientated, someone that is caring and nurturing, uh, you know, emotionally available. Um, you know, these are just some of the things that often come up. Mm -hmm. you know? no, notice that not one of them was you know, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a fuck. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. The irony, the, the funny thing is this, a lot of people think that the work I do attracts people who just want to get laid. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> Not one single guy, right, I've been doing this for 12 years now, has come on and go, yeah, I just want to get laid. I sit them down, I go, what are we doing, what are we looking to achieve? They're all looking for that long-term partner. But what's very uh, attractive when you interact with someone is look at someone and you've got a feeling they know what they want, right? But And how you do that, you've got to write down these things. You've really got to shortlist these things. And this, for me, is the most difficult exercise I've seen my clients undertake because they don't really think about it. You go, well, what's your type? You know, and they go, what do you mean, what's my type? My type's hot. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Or uh, blonde. Or yeah. uh, brunette. <laughs> like, what? Like, I'll go and find you one now. Yeah, 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 like, yeah You're yeah. going to say, that's your wife? <laughs> no, like spend time working out you know what the values are within that person so you're very awake to it when you see it mm. you know yeah that makes sense because we meet so many people every day and they're saying like, these are the things that that's what I'm talking about we've been talking about uh, communicating values yeah. yeah and I think we've we, I mean we've spoke about it quite a lot like having a type yeah I mean it's, it's an interesting one for me because I for me I'm it, I actually don't really feel like I know what my type is anymore. And I think part of that is because 
I feel like in some ways my life's kind of split into two parts, like pre-university and post-university, and I've got quite a diverse range of friends as you kind of pick up you were talking about a similar thing you've got your friends from home and you've got your kind of friends yeah. you, you mix with now and that kind of thing um and uh, yeah I mean uh, looks wise I can see a girl and think yeah I, I fancy her like she's attractive but when it comes to type I still think like do I want I, I, deep down I know I quite like girls with a bit of attitude who are going to challenge me and uh, you know uh, stand up to me and argue with me and that kind of thing and I want you know depth to the conversations I have with them um but I sometimes feel like girls like that want a guy who's maybe a bit more alpha male or, or, or something. Like they, they, maybe they're like. But you see, that's your limited belief kicking in. Yeah, because you because you're not familiar with um, interacting with those sort of women. Yeah, you yeah, see? you're right. I think, and I think it was only like as I say, kind of university onwards, I kind of met what I would regard a slightly different type of girl. Girls who were, were smarter than me and 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 were, you know really challenged me. Um, and I'm now kind of like well. I'm kind of thinking, is the reason I don't know what my type is because I don't want to get too deep, but like... No, let's what, go, deep. let's like, go there. Yeah. Let's go there. <laughs> like, do, do, like, do I actually even know who I am? Like, sometimes I think I'm this really immature, like, uh, you know, kid who's just into football or whatever, and other times I'm like, actually, like, you know, I'm, I'm very driven, uh, ambitious, and I like having really meaningful conversations. But... And I'm like, am I cocky or am I actually really insecure? Am I funny or am I actually quite boring? And, and the answer is, I, I don't really know the answer to those questions. So it's sometimes I'm like, how can I know what girl I want if I don't even know who I am? Does that kind of make sense? Or? Yeah, it's, it's going back to not spending time working out what you want from someone. I mean, look, when, you, when you write this list, it's not gospel. My yeah. list looks like nothing it done... Yeah, it, it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, like, completely changed. Yeah, yeah. you know? yeah, yeah. But that's part of the learning process. You know, like, you will be thinking, you might, you know, I like, I like, I liked, I'll be honest with you, right? I, I like those kind of like tarty looking girls. You know, <laughs> that's what I liked. I liked, like, you know, Tiger Tiger was my idea of a good night out. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> but that was when I was younger. And I didn't know. My, my taste was not refined. Mm -hmm. You know, that was... And when you have these experiences, you really kind of refine what your taste is, what character traits you're looking for with someone, and you then work out how you're then going to position yourself to attract these sort of people, you know? Oh, okay. um, so it's okay not knowing much about yourself. I actually think that's quite exciting. Because then you think, okay, what sort of journey am I going to go on now to find out, you know, the answers to all of this? Yeah, wow. That's deep. That's actually really thought-provoking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and like one thing that's kind of really common through your material is, um, you know, confidence. And one thing I loved was you said, whatever you assume is fine, is fine. Yeah. Um, and it's so true, but it's also... For me, it's so difficult to carry off because I'm like, right, I'm just going to do that. And it's literally like I go from being like, I'm 100% going to do this to, uh-oh, I'm backing out within like a second. You know when you like go to bed and you're like, I'm definitely going to go to the gym tomorrow. I'm 100% sure I'm going to the gym tomorrow. The alarm goes off and you're like, I'm going to go tomorrow. Turn that off. So it's kind of like, it's, it's so, I like go up to a girl and I'm like, <gasps> and it's like, it's so, uh, you know, how, how do you carry... It's language. It's language. Okay, yeah. like it's... 
like, you know, it's true. Like, if you've got someone that's going to be, like, knocking on your door, like a buddy, gym buddy, to go, hey, buddy, get your ass out of bed. Like, you're both making yourself accountable. Like, yeah. okay, that's a great way to both win. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you yourself, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think the way, the way to do it is, you know, and I talk quite heavily of this with our friend Ross Jeffries, who is amazing at this sort of stuff, but we were talking about words that we tend to use on a day-to-day basis, like about, you know, I, I can't be, you know, can't. So can't's the word that's going to probably kick in, right? You're going to hear the buzzer go off and you're going, oh, I can't be asked, right? So that can't doesn't allow you of your abilities, doesn't allow you of action. It pushes yeah. in retreat, right? A bit, my, one of my favorite words is the word choose, right? So you wake up, you hit that buzzer and you go, I choose to go to the gym today. Yeah. Do you see? And try that. And you really will, uh, you know, you become responsible for the action there and then. Yeah, you know, yeah. try that. Choose. I choose to go up to that. Don't and remove all this sort of. Like, I should do this. I should do that because that's not doing anything. Yeah. Should to do. You know, it's, it's these little language things that you think we just we just say roll off the tongue every day. We don't really understand the real power and effect it has on our daily life and the choices that we choose to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think as well. I mean, I guess going off a little bit of a tangent but like I mean I think the other thing is we when you know going up to approach women or going up to approach yeah you know, we mainly sort of like dating I think I mean there's so many you know, apps there's so many things I mean you know guys and girls I mean they're, they're such a commodity I mean you I mean, like we talked about earlier you know you sit there for hours swiping away and Tinder leg. yeah I mean yeah you, you really don't need to go up to a girl and talk to her because actually you just go back to, with your mates and but start that's the thing like, again. my mind's like this I don't need to be doing this because I can go and speak to anyone in here in a yeah. moment. Yeah. Because, and I spoke to this with uh, my client last night. I was like, he goes, how much time did you spend like flicking through? And I go, I'll be honest, I was there for 15 minutes, man. I was sitting there for 15 minutes flicking through and I didn't find anything. And he goes, do you know what? We could just go on like to a bar or something and you could have met someone like that. Yeah. I go, exactly. Time is the commodity. Yeah. You know, this is just a waste of time. It really is. Like, it's the psychology, uh, it's the same psychology uh, behind keeping people in a casino on the slot machines. You know, just yeah. kind of just scrolling through, you just scrolling through. Potentially one away, and you feel like that before. Yeah, because you yeah. think about that feeling you get when you see one, you like, you ah, oh, yeah, or you get a match, ah, oh, it's that buzz, right? So yeah. you're chasing that buzz. Like, no, man, it's, get out of there. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fun. Yeah. When you beat yourself and you go, you see something like, and you think, Fuck it, and you do it. You don't even have to get the girl. It's the fact that you just beat yourself. Yeah. So yeah, there is tons of dating apps, and a bit of advice on the dating apps, I would say as well is, you know, it's like anything. We ruin everything with ads and promotions and stuff like that. And then the way that Tinder is now being monetized, the way that Bumble's being monetized now, like, it's really, you know, you've really got to have something unique to really penetrate that. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> 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 but um, if there's ever a new, like, date nap coming to the surface, be one of the first people on it. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can really, like, get, get a feel for it. You, you can really get the benefit of being a, a new user and not being exploited through monetization and yeah. you know them changing the algorithms so you don't get the best people that are like you know it's there's a new one on get on right okay yeah I mean I've, I've 
been using these apps for kind of a year, a year or so, dating and that kind of thing. And I mean, they're great in that you can get a date anytime. But I think one thing that I've Sorry, mate. <laughs> 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 the edge. Um, so, but I think one thing I found is because you are so dispensable, or uh, you know, if they, unless they're one hundred percent convinced, there's always another date away. So for me, um, you know, I'll go on a date and I think, oh, I felt like that went quite well. Like we got on well at the end; it was all fine. And then the next day, they just um, you know don't message you back or whatever and that then kind of sends me into this period of like intense self-reflection where kind of like I was referring to earlier I start critiquing everything was I trying too hard to be funny was yeah. I so that, did I come across as nervous was I but here's to... the thing right you don't have the answers well yeah exactly they do yeah. so and I you know I've been um, I was teaching a group full of women recently right and we did this I was talking tell them about um, you know, giving some tips on online dating and stuff like this and I was saying you know same sort of frustration, like, you know, they just ghost me. You know, I, I went on a date and just never hear from the guy. I go, okay, well, what you need to do is actually reach back out to these people and go, listen, um, I'm absolutely fine not meeting up again, but what would really be helpful if you just gave me some feedback in terms of, you know, at what point was it, like, a no-no for you yeah, yeah, yeah. just so I can, like, make that better? And that's great for, for dates that don't really turn out well. It's, it's great for relationships also. Every time, every time I have a, a breakup of someone, I always want that feedback. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I, you know, dating is something <clears throat> we're not taught. You know, it's, it's, it's such a taboo subject. These people have spent time with you. You know, they, they know what they're experiencing. So yeah. get the feedback from them, I would say that. Yeah, I, I think that's it. And that's really, uh, it's funny, so for ages I've been saying these apps need to implement this kind of feedback functionality because it would just be really yeah. interesting. Like Uber. Five star. But like, um, are these girls actually replying with this feedback? Because I mean, I just feel like they would just be like, wow. Well, maybe, 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 maybe not. But I mean, the, the ones that, maybe the ones that do, you know, that's that's a benefit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So I think one thing, because I kind of assume that oh, it's, I must have done something wrong. But then I, we, we were actually reflecting on it ahead of this podcast when we were prepping everything, and we were just saying that actually maybe the chances of two people who have never met before meeting having a genuine connection, being attracted to each other, also being in a place in their life where they're both ready and wanting the same thing is actually potentially quite small. But I instantly just assume, oh no, it was all there for the taking, they liked the look of me and the photos and everything, but then it's my personality and approach to dating that screwed it up. Yeah, I mean, there might be like, there might be something that was off key with like, so I always think of yourself as a brand, right? Mm -hmm. So, I will put out what I want to attract. So, if the person that I am, if, if who I am in person is not congruent with the branding, then that could be an issue. Yeah. You know, it's like going into the Nike store and walking out of some Adidas, like, you know, going home and thinking, what the fuck are these? Yeah. Like, I want the Nike. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's, it really is that. You've got to really understand your audience and market towards your audience in a way that, that broads them in, but actually deliver what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think if you go back to types as well, I mean, <coughs> you know, across London, you, you, know, you look at certain areas of London, you think there's a type of person that goes there, type of person that goes there, type of person that goes there. And mm. I mean, on these apps, I mean, you're, you know, matching with people from all across London. I mean, the chance of you then going out in the same areas and like, if you're in a bar, I mean, say for example, you're out at a bar in Clapham, typically, Everyone else that's out in that bar in Clapham is probably going to have something in common or be able to relate to one another or similar type of person. 
Yeah. Um, and the same in sort of like East London or mm. North London. Every, or West look, the biggest takeaway is opportunity is everywhere. You know, like if you just put your head up and start conversation with your eyes with someone, you're already winning. Yeah. You know, rather than waiting to be approved by someone. That's bullshit. Yeah. We were saying we bet girls really appreciate it more now because it probably happens less and less frequently. Yeah. Um, because people guys are so I mean, yeah, it's, you know, you have to, at the end of the night, four o'clock in a nightclub you just see guys like this, don't you? That's <laughs> yeah. so bad. Yeah. 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 Like, swiping yeah. really that, that is really <laughs> scraping the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. But I, also, I've known it to work at people. I have known it well, work you know, what their whatever their objective is. Uh, you know, what they were looking for they got, put it that way. But obviously not not always. But yeah. I mean, I think just going back to that as well. I mean, when we look, <laughs> when we look at what is sort of out there, we don't really know what we want out of certain situations. You know, you're on a night out and you're thinking, oh, actually, I want, I want to go back to bed. Yeah. I want, I want yeah. to be in my Not bed. Not with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to go back to bed. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, and there's, everyone's got like this different agenda and it's kind of like, well, you know, what's right, what's wrong? What, you know, should we be doing, shouldn't we be doing? You know, do I, are people going to look at me differently and I've been talking to this girl all night? And, you know, and I think just even on that as well, I mean, you know, because of dating and apps, we automatically think to ourselves, oh yeah, but people don't go and approach girls anymore. People just go on an app. And so I think there's almost like that fear of yeah, like, people just resort back to that. Like, oh. I know, but it's a cop-out. Yeah, you know, it's 100%. an absolute cop-out. It's, you know, and I've even had women that said, look, I, I don't, you know, guy approached me on the street. I'm like, no, I wouldn't like that. Then, then later come back to me and go, oh, I had a guy approach me on the street. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, no shit. <laughs> you know, like, what a lovely gesture. <coughs> so true. And to be honest, we spend a lot of time talking about how people have these dreams and make excuses. Like, oh, I was going to start a business once, but then I realised I don't really have time or actually uh, I didn't have the money or whatever. Like, and this is basically just another example of that, really. What we're but do you about. see how the answers are already in the excuse? Yeah. Like, to resolve that issue. Yeah. It's like a guy walking down the street goes, I can't approach her because she's got her headphones in. I go, you mean you can approach her because she's got her headphones in, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So he goes over and he, uh, I go, look, say something like this. And he goes, I almost wasn't going to approach you because you had your headphones in. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, the opener is in your excuse. The, I don't, I don't have the money. Well, the money is just a thing. Someone's got that money. Mm. Go and find the money. You know, the solution is there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just, it's just picking apart what you're saying and listening to yourself and tell you. Me and my friend Gareth Jones from, uh, he's a coach. Works with us in the US. I remember we were in Paris and we were discussing about this extensively, and we were just coming up with a list. You know, we're saying like a good tip is to just make a list of all of your bullshit excuses, and flip them the other way around. Yeah. And when you know when you do are in a situation and you hear that excuse, you can pull out a bit of paper and go, "Oh yeah, it's just one of my bullshit excuses again. Yeah. That's why I should go over." You know. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't approach because she's with her dad. Okay, just leave it then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. 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 It looks like her brother. <laughs> yeah. We, we kind of like to round off by just talking about relationships a little bit because as you write, you know, you said that your clients aren't coming to you just to fall around generally. They're, they're looking for something more serious. Um, I mean, with regards to relationships, obviously people, you know, go into a relationship generally thinking this could be the one. But I know that 
some people just be like, they kind of be like, oh, well, I'll do this for a bit to fool around because I like this person, I like hanging out with them, but I know they're not the one. What, what are your views around, you know, relationships? What should be your intended ob- objective and, and how important are kind of failed relationships in your own kind of personal growth? I think you never really... Um, I don't think you fail in, in, in your relationships. I think you learn. You learn mm-hmm. from all of your relationships mm-hmm. and you, you, you take that on to be a bigger and better person for the next person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, like having a relationship for the short term um, you know I mean I think it's about you know and this is a term that's always oh you've got to be able to communicate you know communication is key you know what are you what you know unpack that for me what do you mean communicate well if your agenda is okay I'm just looking for something for some company for some short term remove the fear of expressing that mm. you know there's like Women appreciate someone that's sincere, authentic, and just honest with their intentions. And you know what? They won't have a problem with it. Like, if if that is something you want, do you know what? That might be something that they want too. You, know, you cannot have a relationship that is in a grey area. You know, like, I'm not going to be... You know, me now, I'm single. I'm not going to be going out there saying, oh, I want a long-term... Like, of course I'm going to want a long-term with someone, but I'm not about to make that decision with someone I've just yeah. met right now. I'm going to say something like, look, when I'm single, I believe, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll meet a few people and I'll spend time with them until I feel that I've, I've met someone that's in line with my values. Mm. And then I'll, I'll, you know, make the commitment. Mm. So I think biggest takeaway on that is don't lead women on. You know, be honest, be sincere, they'll appreciate it and you'll feel a better person for it you know you won't have that anxiety like I did so many years ago <laughs> with 12 girls on the go and thinking I'm, I'm the man I'm not the man I'm in a really bad yeah, way yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I need help yeah yeah <laughs> so um, yeah that's what i got to say about that and like I say like you, you really can do what you want with um, you know, having this ability it, it, it is your limit is your imagination but just, just be a decent person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think just on that as well, I mean, I think there's lots of people out there that want a relationship and will go out and actively, you know, they come out of a relationship and they feel like, you know, everyone over the age of 21 needs to be in a relationship because that's Which what you do at that age. preposterous. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's the thing, though. But, I mean, I think that is often the mentality and whether that's, because their parents got together quite young, or yeah, and I think you know the, the world has <clears> changed. <throat> like we, we've, we I feel like, you know, I mean, I look at a lot of my friends that are getting married now. Okay, and they are, you know, they are from the town that I grew up in. You know, they're from those sort of towns, right? So they're looking to just have that cozy lifestyle yeah. and just kind of you know. For people that live in the city, it's a bit different. You know, they're a bit more uh, focused on their career. Like, they're putting that at the forefront. And, you know, marriage will come at a later point in their life. For, for most people, I'm generalising here. <coughs> um, but I, f- I feel that everyone needs to experience dating. Everyone needs to experience other people. They need to understand what their likes and you know, their wants are. And otherwise... What's going to happen is what we all see a lot. People, they see something shiny. 
they hold on to it. They they hold on to it for the wrong reasons, and later on down the line, uh, you know, they realize there's a misalignment of values, and they lose everything. They they their assets are cut into pieces. The children they see every other weekend, and it's because they didn't realize what it is they wanted from someone at the beginning. They just based it on how someone looked. Yeah, or well, their know. interest levels in them. I mean, this person, you know, really liked me. So yeah, exactly. But it, it wasn't matching the criteria. Yeah. You know, they didn't they didn't create their offline algorithm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, okay, and in terms of sort of where you're going to go from here then, I mean, how far and how big and you know, how much scope is there for you? I mean, you know, there's so much opportunity um, out there in, in this field. I mean, I'm, I'm very passionate in what I do. I love language. I love um, the sort of feeling that I get when I see someone change and get the things they want. I'm pissed off when I don't get invited to weddings. Um, I can understand why they don't want me there. It's a bit awkward. Um, But I'm delighted to see the updates on the Facebook. More pissed off about that. Um, So I would like to, you know, I just like to do more of that. I'm I'm really excited about helping women at the moment, actually. This week, I've had more female clients than men. And I'm not marketing towards women. Yeah. It's just the smart women are coming to me and going, <laughs> that guy probably knows a lot about men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's something that I was going to ask you, actually, whether you do... Because, I mean, there's not a huge amount out there. Sort of there's not. There's not. And, um, yeah, I, I say I'm not marketing for it, but I'm coming in. I, I do have a client base of, of women yeah. um, that I've been helping. It's been fantastic. Uh, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but there's the international stuff as well. Like we we do a lot. You know, I'm going to the US in a couple of weeks, doing a workshop out there, um, which I haven't done under my, under my umbrella for. Well, I've never done that under my umbrella in the US before. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've been out there for the last company I worked for um, several years ago. So, you know, shake shake it up a bit with the US contacts. Be a bit more international. Um, you know. Just, just put as much out as yeah. I can. Yeah, you know? yeah, I've got the book coming out as well. Really? Yeah, we're nearly finished on the book. Deadline is November. Right. So <laughs> there we go. It is. It is finished. I just haven't read through it to go. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah. But the reality is, I've spoke to a lot of published authors, a lot of friends of mine, and I said, "Listen, are you, are you happy with the book you got published?" And they all say no. No. Yeah. And it's that kind of perfectionist mindset. It's you know, this book has been sat in my head for many years. Half of it's been sat on my desktop for many years. And it would have probably stayed there if I didn't have someone in to help me get that out, in, you know, into a book. Yeah. And that's just, you know, being a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the downside. Yeah. So, um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it not being, you know, you not being happy with the book because there's, Always going to be another one. It's going to be another one. It's going to be another one. It's like the iPhone. Like how many yeah, updates have you had on the yeah, iPhone? Yeah. So if Apple understand that concept, I'm obviously. Yeah. You know. And I obviously spoke to someone who who knows you before. I think I mentioned to you on the phone, and you know he said that you're kind of going into broader, you know, lifestyle coaching. But I think yeah, one thing I feel from speaking to you today that's what you've been doing all along. It's it's, it's far broader, far more far-reaching than just it really is. Well, like, I've never really. 
t- I've never really classed myself as a pickup artist. Like that's not really that's certainly something that got me into it, and that certainly was part of the early days. But you know, as you mature and you know you you challenge yourself to service your clients, it sounds a bit odd, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in different ways, then, um, you know, it is, it is about the bigger picture. I mean, I, I have clients that have me on retainers for, for, for years, like, and I'm talking big money just to have me there as part of their support network and help them with, uh, you know, their lifestyle and just, um, you know, help them with mindset stuff and, um, yeah, that, that's that's uh, and that's kind of the work I like. I, I like, you know, workshops and boot camps and stuff. Yeah, I kind of like talking to a new bunch of people, but nothing quite beats like maintaining a relationship with someone and just seeing them grow over the long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not about women. It becomes, you know, a little bit about about that comes about uh, meeting women, but it's more about <coughs> okay, what are we doing with your life? Mm. You know, how are we improving your lifestyle? How are we how are we creating like social circles for you that could benefit you in such so, so much ways? You know, like I, 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 I think you're right. I'm more about that sort of stuff than yeah, getting the guy a fuck for that. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I think that's easy. Like that doesn't. That's not fun for me. Yeah. You know, like and when I go out, I'm not looking for that. Like I remember recently, I was out with a client, and he goes, well, "I'm done. I'm absolutely shagged." Like. Fair enough. It was doing like seven days and seven nights with myself and my team, and I was like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna spend some time here." I was just speaking to a couple of Greek girls, and I was speaking to them for an hour. I was not attracted to them. I had no intentions you know, sexually. I just had a really stimulating conversation with yeah, them, yeah. and that's something that I love. And I think that's what a lot of people uh, really wish they had the power. Yeah, you know, that had that had that ability to be able to just have that impactful conversation with someone do you, do you feel that it was easier having that conversation because there wasn't any like motive there I mean the only reason I say that when you're in a relationship I mean it's so much easier you know you feel like everyone yeah you don't have that you. everyone wants <laughs> yeah. to talk to you and because you because you're because you, know, you know we can smell neediness and it's one hell of a smell yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and wow. if, if if you're a guy that's already got that side of his life sorted like you you know you're experiencing intimacy at home or and stuff like that you're not coming across you know you're not you're not showing the social cues or the you know subtle indicators that you you need that part of your life to be yeah. filled sorry there's so many <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. um yeah and that's attractive it's attractive that you don't need it yeah you know it's like wow i want that like what why is he so he just looks like he's got shit together. He's, you know, it's attractive. Yeah. A guy that's like, sort of like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> like, the hell is this guy? It's all like creepy. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you ever want to blow a guy yeah. out? <laughs> you ever want to blow a guy out? Or you go, always go to the girls, how do you know the creepy guy? Yeah. No one's the creepy guy. Yeah. Fuck that. Oh, that wow. word in it. So yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. horrible. If, 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 if anyone, if anyone watches this and they go, right, and they see, they see myself at a bar talking to some girls, just, just ask them how they know to creep it. Call yeah. the creep guy. And I'm done. I'm finished. I'm, you can't yeah, recover that. Back. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. cannot recover that. <laughs> wow. Well, listen. Thank you so much. It's been really, really interesting. Before we kind of round off, I mean, how can our audience find you online? And do you want to tell us a bit about this book you've got coming up as well? Uh, I can tell you a little bit about a book. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's going to be like part. Half of it's going to be about case studies. Half of it's like the, t- the tools. Okay. Of you know how to develop yourself into someone that's successful 
uh, have any ability to seduce. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's you've know, got ten chapters. We I've got some of my clients, you know, that actually took the time to actually give, write some of the case studies, like yeah, okay. help us out of that. Um, when when are we going to go live? We're probably going to be looking next year now. I'm, well, this this side of the year we we'll really be going somewhere mm-hmm. and get out this side of the year. But realistically, I think uh, two thousand eighteen. Um, but yeah, people can find me. Uh, I've an Instagram account. Uh, it's at London Dating Coach. I'm on Facebook, Johnny Cassell. YouTube, Johnny Cassell. Uh, Twitter, Johnny Cassell. Yeah, I'm 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 everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm viral. Yeah. <laughs> if you want the tips, but you're cheap, there's plenty of content on the YouTube video uh, channel. We can vouch for that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But I I tell you something. There's, there's something I want to end on as well. Is uh, um, I did something on my Instagram stories recently. I was out and I said. I said that um, you don't don't anyone don't 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 say that you can't afford my you saw it yeah. <laughs> don't 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 say you can't afford my coaching programs because if you can't afford my coaching programs you can't afford a girlfriend yeah, yeah. all right that's that's so real true. that's fucking real yeah. Like, yeah get yourself out of that no, no, all right no, thank no, you very thank much thank you very much if you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.